Hello, word nerds. Welcome to a new episode of the dictionary. First word for this episode is antiferromagnetic. Yeah, that's all one word. A-N-T-I-F-E-R-R-O-M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C. This is an adjective from 1936. We have the synonym ferromagnetic. Uh, Antiferromagnet is a noun. Antiferromagnetically is an adverb, and antiferromagnetism is a noun and a long, fun word to say. Next, we have anti-fertility. This is an adjective from 1953. Capable of or tending to reduce or destroy fertility. Synonym is contraceptive, as in anti-fertility agents. Next, we have anti-floridationist. That is a funky word. Uh, It's a noun from 1953. A person opposed to the fluoridation of public water supplies. Next, we have anti-fouling, F-O-U-L-I-N-G. This is an adjective from 1855. Intended to prevent fouling of underwater structures as the bottoms of ships, as in anti-fouling paint. I don't really know what fouling means in uh, context with uh, the bottoms of ships. Uh, Maybe it's denting or breaking or something. Uh, So there's a special kind of anti-fouling paint, it seems like, that maybe uh, makes makes the, the structure stronger. I don't know. Let's look into it. Next, we have antifreeze, or actually, would you call it antifreeze? That's not what the uh, pronunciation guide is telling me, but that's how I say it, antifreeze. This is a noun from 1903. One, a substance added to a liquid, as the water in an automobile engine, to lower its freezing point. Because, uh, depending on where you live, and uh, most of us in the U.S. live in places where it does hit freezing, uh, you do not want the water to freeze Uh, I live in the Chicago area, and it always gets below 32, uh, especially when you factor in the wind chill. I think last year or the year before that, it was like negative 20 with a wind chill. It was ridiculous. Uh, So, yeah, you need some antifreeze in there so your water doesn't freeze. Then your car won't work, and that would be bad. How are you going to get to work? How are you going to get to school? How are you going to get to the store? Number two. Any of various substances, as proteins or alcohols, that are found in some living organisms, as certain fish and insects, and serve to lower the freezing point of body fluids, especially by limiting ice crystal growth. Interesting. Next, we have antifungal. This is an adjective from 1945, destroying fungi or inhibiting their growth. Synonyms are fungicidal or fungistatic and i think i'm pronouncing those correctly antifungal is also a noun next we have antigen Uh, it's g-e-n at the end Uh, this is a noun from 1908 any substance as in immunogen or a hapgen foreign to the body that evokes an immune response either alone or after forming a complex with a larger molecule as a protein, and that is capable of binding with a product as an antibody or T-cell of the immune response. Antigenic is an adjective. Antigenically is an adverb. 
and antigenicity is a noun. Next we have antigenic determinant. That is two separate words. It's a noun from 1950, and we have the synonym epitope, E-P-I-T-O-P-E. Next we have antigen-presenting cell. Uh, Cell is its own word, and antigen-presenting has a hyphen. This is a noun from 1975. Any of various cells, as a microphage or a B-cell, that take up an antigen and process it into a form recognized by and serving to activate a specific helper T-cell. Next, we have antiglobulin. This is a noun from 1902, an antibody that combines with and precipitates globulin. Next, we have Antigone, with a capital A. This is a noun from 1570. A daughter of Oedipus and Jocasta, who buries her brother, I'll just say her brother's body, against the order of her uncle Creon. Uh, Her brother is P-O-L-Y-N-I-C-E-S. Polynices? Could it be pronounced that way? I don't know. Uh, And Jocasta is spelled J-O-C-A-S-T-A. I'm not familiar with that one, so I didn't know if I pronounced it correctly, but I'm pretty sure Oedipus is correct. Next, we have anti-gravity, all one word, uh, and it is the first form of two. This is an adjective from 1944, reducing, canceling, or protecting against the effect of gravity. Second form of anti-gravity or anti-gravity, it's a noun from 1949, a hypothetical effect resulting from cancellation or reduction of a gravitational field. When I was young, pretty young, uh, I thought that there was a way to turn off gravity. I told my sister and my dad, I have a a vague memory of talking to the two of them about it, and was like, yeah, I've seen in in cartoons and stuff, they'll they'll flip a switch and then gravity will be turned off so we can float around and stuff. Why why can't we do that? And uh, they were like, you're stupid. That's not how gravity works. Um, no, of course, children aren't stupid when they're young. They, they just don't understand the concept of certain things yet. Uh, and so that was my first uh, lesson in gravity. Actually, I probably had a first lesson in gravity when I fell at some point before that. Uh, but in a very conscious way, that was my first lesson. So if there's any kids out there who are listening uh, who also thought that you could turn off gravity by flipping a switch, no, you're wrong. You're not stupid, but you're wrong. Uh, gravity is a little bit more complicated than that. Actually, it's a lot simpler than that. That would be very complicated to have a, a switch. I still really want a switch to turn off gravity so I could float around. All right, moving on. Antihemophilic factor. Uh, antihemophilic is one word. Factor is another word, and let's spell it, Uh, A-N-T-I-H-E-M-O-P-H-I-L-I-C. This is a noun from 1947. We have, ooh, this is interesting, Uh, the synonym factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, with uh, some Roman numerals after it. They are V-I-I-I, which is the number 8. So the synonym is factor 8. I don't know why it has Roman numerals, but I'm sure when we get to the uh, word factor, uh, we'll, we'll find out. Next, we have 
anti-hero or anti-hero, all one word. This is a noun from 1714, a protagonist or notable figure who is conspicuously lacking in heroic qualities. Anti-heroic is an adjective. Next we have anti-heroine. I'm guessing it's similar. Uh, This is a noun from 1823, a female anti-hero. Next we have antihistamine. This is a noun from 1933, any of various compounds that counteract histamine in the body and that are used for treating allergic reactions as hay fever and cold symptoms. Antihistamine is also an adjective, and antihistaminic is an adjective or a noun. Next we have antihormone. It's a noun from 1908, a substance as tamoxifen that blocks the action or inhibits the production of a hormone. Next we have anti-human. It's an adjective from 1738, one, acting or being against humanity. That is an interesting concept. Two, reacting strongly with human antigens, as in anti-human antibodies. Next is antihypertensive. It's a noun from 1941, a substance that is effective against high blood pressure. And antihypertensive is also an adjective. Next and last word for this episode is anti-idiotype, or actually anti-idiotype. Uh, there is a hyphen. It is spelled A-N-T-I hyphen I-D-I-O-T-Y-P-E. It's a noun from 1973, an antibody that binds to the antigen combining site of another antibody, either suppressing or enhancing the immune response. Anti-idiotypic is an adjective. I think I'm going to pick the word anti-human for the word of the episode because I think the concept of the that a uh, number one definition is interesting, uh, something that I feel like I want to look more into uh, to see if anybody has ever written anything about being anti-human and what they have to say. I think it's just an interesting idea. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.